0: Welcome to Driving the C-Bus. Uh, usually, we have this uh, long-running podcast where we focus on the happenings in Central Ohio, how vibrant our community is, what makes it such a cool place, and uh, and all the different... Uh, we have people on, on the podcast that have made a difference here in town uh, throughout the years, and we talk about all the success we had. Um, we're shifting gears with this uh, series of the podcast uh, in light of the coronavirus that has attacked the planet and the pandemic that we currently are facing as a country and as a world, to really talk about real life uh, solutions to your financial matters. Uh, so there'll be a host of uh, different folks on the podcast going forward, uh, where we're going to get right to nuts and bolts about true uh, things that you should be doing uh, with your personal finances, your business, your investments, other kinds of things. On the different podcast series with experts from Heartland Bank. Obviously, everyone does their business in different places. We're agnostic. We're here to help you. If you find that Heartland's a great fit, wonderful, if not, hopefully this podcast series will do you well because we are all in this together at Seabass will survive. Well, welcome to another edition of uh, Driving the SeaBus. I'm Scott McComb, your host um, and chairman and CEO at Heartland Bank. Uh, today, I'm... Uh, Pleased to have with us B.J. Douglas, who is uh, vice president and uh, in charge of the uh, mortgage lending uh, at Heartland. Um, uh, B.J., welcome to Driving the C-Bus.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Scott. Appreciate that.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, um, we, there's a lot going on. As you know, this is a coronavirus uh, special that we're having. We're covering several different business units. And, and obviously mortgage is a huge thing for a couple different reasons. You know, uh, and we're going to cover those here. The rate environment is such that you know, if you're not totally affected by this, you can refinance. Uh, we're talking about the folks that we'll talk about folks that uh, have issues and what they should be doing and how they should be communicating. Um, there's all kinds of things happening in the space. So, uh, so we're, only, we're only talking about the we kind of have the glasses half full and the glasses half empty kind of camp here, right, in the mortgage area and uh, so correct. We, Probably start with the glasses uh, is half empty, meaning, you know, what do people do and what would you recommend, BJ, if, they, if they're having a hard because of the coronavirus? They either lost their job or they have a spouse that's lost their job. Um, you know, they're displaced. They can't work. Um, tell me how we're handling that and, and how you would recommend uh, these consumers react.
1: Yeah, great question, Scott. Uh, You know, I think the first thing is just pick up the phone, uh, call us. Uh, You know, we're all very friendly, all the mortgage originators, uh, all the retail branch staff, uh, and we can talk to you about it. We have a number of different measures that we're going through that uh, we can uh, help people out that have uh, experienced some hardship due to uh, the crisis that we're in right now. Uh, You know, if you have a loan with Heartland Bank, we can offer you up to 90 days deferment or interest only payments uh, on that. And, uh, you know, those for loans that Heartland Bank does own and we service. And then we have a sector of our business that we just service uh, those loans where they're sold to an investor like the Federal Home Loan Bank or Freddie Mac. And uh, uh, they have both given us guidelines on how to handle those uh, folks um, that are customers. And so, just simply pick up the phone, give us a ring, and uh, we'll talk through your unique situation and and give you some solutions.
0: Um, BG, we do have people probably listening in that may or may not, you know, be with Central House Community Bank, but they are with another financing institution. So, so in layman's terms, who do they call? They they call we call it their servicer. But mm-hmm. if you had to describe that to a person just on the street, you know, how would they know who their servicer is?
1: Uh, who you make your payment to on a monthly basis. So who you get your mortgage statement from, um, you know, your escrow analysis and really just who you're making that payment to every single month.
0: And they have the, uh, the same kind of provisions that we've been handed down by the federal loan loan bank and by, Fre- uh, by Freddie Mac, uh, regardless of where their loan is, there's probably been some guidance given from the people that are holding those loans on the type of, uh, of aid that they can pass on to the to the the people that they're servicing the loans for. Is that correct?
1: You're absolutely correct. Yep. So, uh, you know, over eighty percent of the mortgages in America are owned by um, a government-sponsored entity. So uh, that's who we are getting our playbook from right now. Um, that's the playbook that we use to sell them the loan, and uh, that's what they're providing us uh, now. So uh, everybody's kind of been given those same rules. Um, from that and uh, anybody else anybody that you make your payment to will be able to help you out.
0: Right. Or the good news for our listeners on the podcast is that they should be if they, if they have a hardship they should be able to get relief right They're, I have not heard That's,
1: that is correct anywhere
0: of not providing relief
1: That's correct yep. so you know it could be as That's you know as little as you know not reporting any delinquencies to credit bureaus to 12 months of payment deferment on, or someplace in between. Now, this is, not a, this is not a grant, right? And so this isn't, uh, all we're doing is it really,
0: it maybe you can describe what payment deferment is, um, you know, for, for the listening audience.
1: Yeah, so uh, what we're doing is we're uh, granting you a relief from a short period of time on your payment, and those payments get added to the end of your loan. Um, towards that, you know, if you have a 30-year loan and, You take two to three months. Your loan is just pushed out by that much. If you get to that point, if you don't pay it off um, early by a refinance or a sale of the property or something like that.
0: Yeah. So in in other words, they just uh, yeah. Now remember, they also if they're escrowing, how does that get affected? Like taxes and insurance and and that kind of thing. Tell me how that how we adjust for that, or or maybe any any do's or don'ts with that particular uh, particular angle.
1: Yeah. So if you uh, have a tax bill come up or, uh, in- or insurance bill come up, you know, that will still be paid, um, for that. If you have fully deferred your payment, obviously you would not be making an escrow payment into that. So, uh, those funds will be sent out and, uh, it will be recaptured in the, uh, annual escrow analysis that is completed by your servicer, uh, whether that be Heartland Bank or someone else, they do that on an annual basis. and. Um, Whatever shortfall you have in there, you'll you may see uh, an increase in your payment when they do uh, when they are able to complete that analysis.
0: Information: If if someone was to call and need help and uh, deferring a few payments or ninety days worth of payments, whatever it has, what information are they going to need for the financial institution? Like if there's somebody called us, what would we ask them?
1: Yeah, so we would ask them, you know, how they've been affected by this crisis. Um, so we want to. You know the um, the relief that's been the relief guidelines that have been handed down um, are are um, directly related to COVID nineteen and the crisis that we're in right now. So we do have to make sure that uh, you are affected by this, um, and so it could be some sort of documentation from your employer. Um, it could be um, you know uh, you've uh, started collecting unemployment that we take that information. Um, so we're, it's really a case by case basis right now on what exactly we do need from you.
0: And then uh, how quickly uh, is that done? I mean, tell me about the paperwork and, and generally the process of, of having that, uh, you know, having the deferment done. What What's involved and how quickly is it done?
1: Yeah, so there is a modification of note uh, or forbearance agreement that needs to be. Um, signed and so uh, we can turn those around in about a week so uh we're standing here today uh you know the 24th of march and we're taking some calls from some people that have been severely affected for april one and we're uh for their payment and so we're uh gearing up to uh, get them ready to have uh this all in place by their april first payment gotcha
0: tell me about are people's credit going to get affected at all by by this process
1: uh, so you know, uh, great question, Scott. Um, you know, that's been one of the part of the relief is that we can uh, we can waive all late charges and all um, and uh, waive the reporting to credit bureaus for anybody that is uh, late in this time frame that is affected by COVID-19. So I think that's a great relief uh, and, uh, to people because, as we all know things stick on your credit for quite a bit of time. So if you you had a missed mortgage payment uh, in the past, you know how long that that's kind of haunted you. And so now that we have the ability to not have that affect you, if you are experiencing a hardship, I think it's, it's, it's a really nice thing.
0: So let me get this straight. So I can call my bank, I should be able to call my bank regardless of what kind of loan I have. I should be able to get a minimum of 90 days with no payments. And it's not gonna affect my credit and it shouldn't cost me anything to do. That's correct. That's pretty cool.
1: That it is, is, I real think relief,
0: in my opinion. It's real relief. And we're seeing that I we're seeing that across the board, aren't we? From all financial institutions.
1: It is. I think it's you know, it's uh everybody's stepped up. I think everybody understands that, you know, this is kind of uh snuck up on us very quickly much different from the last financial crisis that it kind of uh, escalated over time and this was you know very very rapidly and uh, you know i think everything uh, that you read is we're going to get out of it on the, the back end here pretty quickly and so i think these measures that are in place specifically around this i think is uh is a very positive and should be give uh, some people some relief if they are experiencing some uh, some hardship wonderful
0: that's great news. Boy, I feel better already. Uh, tell you what? We'll always switch, uh, uh, switch to the glasses half full. So, um, obviously, interest rates you know, have changed dramatically. The Federal Reserve has lowered rates, the 10 year Treasury, where most 30 year fixed rate mortgages are based off the 10 year Treasury. That has been below 1%. Um, maybe talk about where rates are now and, and what decisioning process should people go through. Whether or not they should refinance mortgage.
1: Yeah, uh, great question, Scott. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know today's rate environment it is very uh, volatile. Um, you know, uh, as we sit here today, we're looking at rates in the high twos, low threes. Uh, thirty-year rate, thirty-year fixed rate is a uh, right about three and a three and an eighth, three and a quarter. Um, from that standpoint, so uh, you know, if you're paying anything uh, near three point eight seven five or higher, I think that is uh, definitely. Uh, time to start thinking about if you want to refinance, you'll be able to save a lot of interest from that. And, uh, you know, uh, some of the things to keep in mind is, uh, you know, you still have to be employed, Uh, we'd want to, we have to go through this, the process, the appraisal, um, all those things. And uh, we're seeing a little bit of a a pinch on all those right now, just because of the high demand. Um, As you said, you know, Ten-year treasury notes below one. Uh, you know that hit earlier this month, and we've seen record lows. Um, and there's some investors that are struggling with some of the demand that's coming in. And uh, as as late as this past Friday, on the 20th of March, we saw interest rates uh, skyrocket up to four and eighth. Um, and and then by the end of the day, it came back down to three and a quarter. Um, so as uh, as crazy as that is, I think it's just uh, you know. Become prepared. Uh, reach out. Uh, ask questions. Uh, get get a mortgage originator or mortgage banker. All the information that you would need to lock in interest rate in, uh, so that you can jump on it as soon as it's there. Uh, you know, leave your rate floating. Uh, pay attention uh, to what's happening out there, and uh, don't uh, don't jump too early.
0: So, what you say? Don't jump too early. I, I mean, uh, the best thing to do I, from what you're saying is get your information in and be prepared to act when the time is right
1: for you. Is that right? That is correct. And, you know, every, every, every situation is a little bit different. So, you know, if you uh, if you thinking about refinancing and you apply and, uh, you know, your loan originator says that they need two years tax returns or another pay stub before they can lock in, in an interest rate and uh, you're watching CNBC and you see that, you know, rates have dropped and 30 year fixed is below 3% and you're still, you know, you're behind the eight ball because you didn't get the information in to be able to do so, you want to be able to, to, you know, be able to jump on the opportunity when it presents itself.
0: Well, there's, there's some sort of risk of, of waiting for the optimal time, right? I mean, trying to market time to where you're jumping in and uh, there's a little bit of risk there. So if you I mean, what would you, be your opinion if I'm at three, if I can save three quarters of a point or larger, really, you need to almost save that, right? Because of the costs of redoing the loan are such that it really doesn't make any sense to refinance if you don't have half or three quarters of a point difference. Is that right?
1: You, you're absolutely correct, because, uh, you know, you talked about there the cost. So the average cost of to refinance a loan is going to run you anywhere between. Uh, say, 2700 to $3,300. And so, um, you know, what we do is to make sure it makes right for somebody is, is we take the interest savings that you're going to be saving on a monthly basis due to your rate, uh, your lower rate, and we divide that into the cost of the loan, and you get your break-even point. Your break-even point is going to be the number of months you're going to have to stay in the house to where you're going to, to start saving money. So, uh, you know where it may not make sense to uh, to jump on a refinance if you think that you're going to move in a year, uh, because you're going to go through all that cost. And you're not going to see any of the savings of the interest in the in that really short period of time. You're going to, uh, you know, you're going to want to make sure you're in the house for maybe three to five years, depending on your size alone. That's typically what we see. Um, is that break-even point is anywhere between three and five when you're looking at a half half of a percent to three quarters of a percent reduction in rate.
0: Now, now, is it true, though, that I can just call my lender and maybe do a, a modification of the loan instead of refinancing the loan? And Is that any cheaper than just going out and refinancing the loan?
1: Yeah, so uh, great question um, on that. So, uh, you know, it's all dependent upon uh, who owns that loan. So we talked about it uh, a little bit earlier uh, to where uh, maybe Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or Federal Home Loan Bank owns your loan, but Heartland bank services it. Um, If, if someone else owns your loan, then other than your servicer, they don't get to make the decision to modify it. Whereas Heartland bank, we're a little bit unique and we have a pretty large portfolio of loans, uh, loans that we keep on our books and we don't sell off. And uh, when we have those, we're able to uh, be a little bit more nimble, and uh, offer a modification and uh, right now we're offering those to people if they if they call up uh, you know and it's going to be a much cheaper process for you it's going to cost you around 750 dollars and all we do is re-verify credit and re-verify income uh, rather than going through the appraisal and title search and another title commitment
0: gotcha well that's all good stuff hey rounding out our conversation today you know, if I if I'm affected by the coronavirus, you know, from one way, one reason or another, my company is or my family is, is now the right time to go refinancing my mortgage, or should I wait till things kind of calm down and then go and refinance?
1: Um, you know, I, I think that we're again. I think it's it's going to be dependent upon your situation and where your interest rate is. Um, I think if you're stable and uh, you you can save that half a point to three quarters of a point, I think that. Uh, you know, uh, where interest rates are being right around 3%, I don't see them going much lower um, in the foreseeable future. Um, I think that we've kind of uh, hit the bottom um, with that, especially since, you know, the 10-year treasury note is uh, what today, I believe it's trading around 88.88. Uh, 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 in you know, a few weeks ago, it zeroed out uh, just below uh, 50 basis points. So, um, with it living right now below one percent, I think that uh, I think now would be the time.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So, so even though if I'm if I'm uh, not I'm working from home or maybe I've been laid off or whatever, that doesn't matter whether or not. I, I can qualify for
1: refinance. So you have to still be working. If you're working from home, if you're still obtaining that pay stub um, for that, um, there is. Uh, we still have to verify your employment. So if you're laid off, unfortunately, um, we would not be able to go through it. But, um, you know, I'm expecting and I've, I've been reading a few things uh, from, the, uh, from the government-sponsored entities, you know, Freddie Mac, uh, Federal Home Loan Bank, Fannie Mae, um, on some ways that, um, uh, you know, with this uh, different ways we can verify that employment, um, if it's a, you know, say a furlough and rather than being laid off um, on that. And uh, expect to have that uh, answers here in the coming days.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And the way things are going, I, it would seem to me that they would say, look, as long as you were working as of March 15th, before all this started to happen and you're most likely going to go back to those positions then then we can underwrite you as of march 15th and not, not necessarily as of today so I, that's probably the way things are leading i would think yes uh, well, yep, you've been, most, been most helpful here of uh, giving us great information um uh, uh, for our for our clients and, and people that aren't even our clients you know our of what to do and, and uh, regards to refinance and mortgage and, and that's where the mortgage markets are today uh, any final thoughts that you'd like to give the listeners?
1: Don't be afraid to pick up the phone, whether it to be Heartland Bank or your servicer. And uh, if you're experiencing some hardship, you know, uh, uh, reach out and ask for help. And Don't be afraid um, of that. As, uh, you know, we talked about, there's a lot of measures in place that will not affect your, uh, your credit score or uh, your interest rate or anything like that. So um, I would just leave them with that last word. Wonderful.
0: Well, BJ, thanks again for everything that you're doing for our clients and and, and for passing on this great information to uh, anyone that wants to tune in to the podcast today. So BJ, thanks for driving the bus.
1: Thank you, Scott.